Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When we interview Scott Pruitt, boy, you should read the hate mail we get. How dare you even give him a platform? When we interviewed Steve Bannon, oh my goodness. People, I'm getting rid of my New York Times subscription because I don't even want to hear from this man. And so we, we know that that's going to happen. And it doesn't chill us from doing it. But I do think sometimes we don't want to lose the people who might need to hear this the most. Welcome to Right Lane, a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. Each week, Times reporter Lane DeGregory discusses her stories and answers your questions. The focus is on craft. My name is Maria Carrillo, and I'm the Enterprise Editor at the Times. Today, we're sharing another presentation from Andy Mills, a producer and reporter with the New York Times, who helped create that newsroom's widely successful podcast, The Daily. In this episode, Andy talks about how The Daily comes together and how they're trying to redefine news coverage. Today's topic, The Daily Approach. Uh, a little over two years ago, me, Theo Balcom, Lisa Tobin, uh, we created a podcast uh, called The Daily at the New York Times. And within, I mean, at, at this point, more people are listening to The Daily podcast on their cell phones than are subscribing to the New York Times print edition, by far. Uh, Caliphate, the series that I was just playing you a clip from, it... Uh, follows the reporting of Rukmini. She had an amazing print piece that came out just a few weeks before it did, and it, it won awards, and it was really important work, and it got hundreds of thousands of views. Caliphate got over 25 million downloads. And, of course, I think partly this is because people are listening to their headphones a lot because they're, like, lonely, because they're probably alone too much these days, and uh, they're, they're, they like the strange company. Uh, I can be guilty of this, too. Uh, there's no Wi-Fi in my hotel here, and I was, like, ironing my shirt, and I didn't have any podcast to listen to, and I was like, I'm so alone. <laughs> and then I'd, I turned on the TV, and I'm like, I don't like this company. I don't like these people. This is not good. I miss my podcast people. But I think another part of it is that the way that um, podcasts allow you to get into more nuanced places and the, the way that it gives us a platform to tell the kinds of stories that we as journalists really want to tell, the stories that reflect these kind of deep core principles of what it is to be a person. And at The Daily, like our, our, our big mission is to take the amazing journalism that's being done in the New York Times spectrum, you know, whether it's political journalism, whether it's foreign, foreign correspondence, you know, whether it's cultural reporting, whatever it is, we try and structure that reporting. Our specialty is, is working with these reporters and structuring that reporting into a compelling narrative that gives context and consequence to whatever the big headline is 
that day? Like, was there any? Is there anyone here who was at the first one that I did? Okay, well, you guys are weird for sure. Um, that you would do this again, um, and I won't play that clip because it's the same clip. Uh, but uh, I, I took a, it, what I what I'd like to do today in this time that we have together is have like a little bit more of an open discussion, especially since this is my first time here, uh, and I don't actually know what your podcast diets are, what it is you like about them or you hate about them, um, you know, uh, what questions are on your mind. I'd like to, as much as we can, try and have this be more of a discussion. Uh, I've actually planted some people out there that I hope will ask some, some good questions. But uh, basically what I want to talk about is like, 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 what is it that we can do to harness the things that are good about the podcast, the fact that there's a growing audience in this place to counteract, you know, the, the, the kind of bad journalism that's out there really skewing people's views uh, of the world. And in my part of the world, really, um, journalists and journalism is, uh, and I said this quote earlier today, uh, it's really experiencing a crisis of trust. The most recent poll that I've seen of Republican voters said that around 78 percent of them would rather hear their news come directly from the president of the United States than through the mainstream media. Like we're, that's a crisis. That's a problem. <laughs> He's not exactly legend for his truth-telling. Uh, I don't think that that's a scandalous thing to say. Um, but the fact that like, they trust him more than us, and, and I think that some of that has, has, has come for good reason, and some of that is the sensational nature of things. And I think that podcasts in general can help pull that back in. You know, one of the things that we get at the Daily a lot is we get emails from people who, are, who will say, like, wow, I didn't know, like, that's how you reported on that. You know, it's such a, such a big part of what we're doing every day on the Daily is we're trying to, to, to like I said, give context to the, the big news. So we, we sometimes start with how you found the story, right? This is a standard narrative uh, journalism practice. But like, it's, it's especially with a podcast, when you hear people putting together and fact-checking their information, and you hear them on the phone with their source, you don't have to just trust the authority that the New York Times says so. You're right there on the phone with their source, too. You're, 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 you're present with it, and um, that's something that we, we, we focus on a lot. And, and like, this conversation I'd like to have about like, how, how we might go about doing that, and or you can tell me that you don't think podcasts are that good, and we can fight it out. You know, <laughs> That could be actually more entertaining if we want to do that, but whatever... You guys care to. So yeah, who has a question or wants to start off this discussion? I'll have plenty to say, no matter what you say. So I was told that uh, no one likes to go first. So the bravest soul, please. I'll be brave. Um, could you just talk us through how you work with the daily? Like, how do you decide on the topic? How much time do you spend? Yeah. When do you do? When do you do it? How much mm -hmm. time do you use uh, on the editing? You know, all like. The practicals, like the daily. How do you do the daily? Yeah, I will for sure tell you, and you can go copy it, and just don't do it in English, um, please. That's our we're we're working on that one. Uh, yeah. So what we do every day is we get to get so every morning, the New York Times has what they call the 9:30 morning, and the heads of each department, you know, the foreign desk, the national desk, the health desk, the climate desk. They all get together with the editors of the New York Times, and it's a very fun meeting to go to. And they decide, like, what's going to be the news today? Or what's going to be the news tomorrow? What are we following? 
Was the Washington DC Bureau is there on the TV screen and they start first, you know, like, here's what's happening in Washington. And they kind of give you a rundown. Later in the day, President Trump's going to speak about this. Later in the day, this is going to happen. And then National says, you know, there's a big vote coming up on this issue. Uh, and International says there's an election coming up here. And they all kind of just discuss, here's our stories. And there's always a number of enterprise stories being worked on. And somebody from the Daily team is always in the room on their laptop being like, ooh, that's a good story. Ooh, that's a nice story. That's really nice. That could work for us. And taking notes of everything. And then they come to, they send out their notes to the rest of the team. And then at 10, 15, every morning, the daily team gets together. And it's just like a handful of people. It used to just be me, Theo, and Lisa. And the team grows and grows and grows as, um, as our success grows. Uh, it <laughs> that's a, a braggy joke. But um, it felt good to make it. It really did. Uh, the, we just sit there and we, we literally say, like, like, what do we want to do tomorrow? And sometimes it's a slower news day and we, we have, you know, enterprise stories that we're working on, like little profiles and features that we've been working on for a few days that are kind of almost ready. And we'll be like, you know, none of, nothing seems so urgent. Let's bring one of those up. But a lot of times what we'll do is we'll say, like, okay, um, Kevin Roos has got this story that he's doing about uh, a, a person who became radicalized by spending 12 and then it became 16 hours a day on YouTube. And this guy has given us his password and his profile history so we can actually see exactly what he was watching for all these years. You can just follow radicalization down the rabbit hole. How do we want to tell that story? Where does that story begin? Where do we do? Who's the main character? Who are we going to go to? And we have a big whiteboard and we just, like, whoever, like, We'll just start planning it out. Like, we'll start here, we'll move here. And it's always about, like, where are we going to start? What's going to be the climax of our story? And then, like, what's the reflection that makes that story bigger than just that story? And those are kind of, like, the big three elements. And, you know, depending on what the size of the story is and the size of our team, usually one or two reporters were like, that thing's good. We'll bat around for a while, too. And we, we're known to argue a little about what we should cover and how. But by the time like, we feel like some, something's nice, there's a team that then goes off with an editor. So two producers usually and an editor. And we storyboard out the whole thing for a long time. That's the most hard, fun, best part of our day is spending time storyboarding it. Sometimes we'll call the reporter who's working on the story to be like, is this true? I've got this idea for an amazing top. But is it true? Because you're the reporter who's on it. And we don't tell the reporter exactly what we're up to the whole time that we're doing it. We, 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 unless we think we're on a wrong base, we, we kind of want them to stay fresh. We want them, also, they're busy usually. They're a reporter with a full-time job, and we don't want them to have to feel burdened by coming on the daily. And then at some point in the day, we'll book an interview with them, sit down, and we'll kind of quickly give them, like, if this were a movie, here's where we think the big scenes are. We're going to ask you some questions, take your time. None of this is recorded live. And we, we interview them, and it's mostly an interview, but it's also a little bit of a tracking session because the, we, want th we don't want them to be scripted. We want them to be themselves, but also because they're unscripted and they're being themselves, maybe they'll, they'll like throw a character that doesn't need to be in there. They'll be like, well, you know, Muller called McNair, and he's uh, McNabb, and said this, and we're like, eh, we don't want to bring that guy up. So start, it again, start again and come uh, go through and just don't mention that character. Uh, a lot of times we ask a lot more questions and then in the editing afterwards we edit them out. Like we're, we're always big about visuals, about movement. 
You know, if you were, if you, if the story started, if the story's big action takes place here at this park, we're never going to start at the park. We're going to, like, where did you, at the hotel where you woke up in the morning? It, the church was the first place that you visited? Okay, we'll start at the church. What did it sound like? What songs were they singing? Um, you know, what were people wearing? What were they dressing? And then, of course, we cut that all out to make it just sound as if this is the best storytelling reporter you've ever had. And sometimes, like, there are some pretty amazing reporters storytellers at the New York Times that just sing through and we're like, oh, today's going to be an easy day. Um, so that takes about an hour, 45 minutes. And then while that's going on, usually one reporter is just like writing out what's happening in real time, being like, oh, that's a good line. Oh, that's nice. That's not a good take. We don't want that one. Okay, this is what we want. And then another reporter is taking, a producer on our team is taking notes, being like, what audio do we want to go get from the world, from YouTube, from social media, and then as soon as the interview's over, like, one producer's like, I'll edit one half. One producer's like, I'll edit the other half. And the other producer, which is usually, like, that's the role that I like the best, is like, I'll go find the audio. So if they mention that Donald Trump in 2007 held the position that, um, that pro-choice was the better way, that I'm gonna, like, we don't want to just, like, we're going to need to find the audio of Donald Trump saying that. So we go off on the internet, we try and find it, rip it from YouTube or wherever, and then that takes a few hours, cutting it down takes a few hours, and then at a certain point, and usually by this time it's like almost dinner time, we take all of our drafts, we put them together, and then we start weaving in music, and somebody goes home, and usually it's like one producer is going to take it the rest of the way home and creates you know, a draft. And then an editor will listen to that draft, and then even though it's like 10 o'clock at night, and this is what I think like, makes the daily a pain-in-the-ass job, but a better daily podcast than a lot of other podcasts, is that we're often willing, even at 10 o'clock at night, to be like, oof, this didn't work very well. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's restructure it. The, the, the first scene's going to be the third scene, and then the fourth scene's going to be this scene, and this whole thing I built where I had the music come in and Donald Trump, like, it just doesn't work. Get new music. And we often work on it till about 2 in the morning. Um, sometimes later. Uh, and, you know, and, then, and then eventually we send it to uh, a mixer in London because we used to try and hire editing sound mixers for, like, the final level check in the U.S., and they literally were falling asleep on the job because it would be so late every night. And they were like, oh, if we do London, they're just waking up in the morning. <laughs> so it's like every night before bed, you write an email that says, good morning, Chris Wood. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he gets it. So um, that's a little bit of the, the, the daily flow that we have. And you know, we do special projects where, like, especially as our team grows, we do get to the point where like, the scramble is less every single day, um, but we also always want to feel like a news show. We're trying to redefine what the news is, 
in, 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 in our space, that the news is not just something a celebrity said today. The news is not just a scandal that you might want to read about, but the news is like a story about something that's happening that reflects where we are right now. And um, so we do a lot of features, and sometimes for those we'll get like three or four days, and they'll have a little bit less hectic rhythm. It's the same rhythm, but just spread out, where you have more than a, an hour to make a next draft. So. Anyone else have a question or quib? Mm -hmm. Well, in part it's because for a lot of people, we are... Here's, here's a multi-level answer. So we at the New York Times, we have these amazing um, audience teams. The, oh, she was saying in uh, the description to this talk, it was like, and how the daily is helping shape the way that the New York Times tells stories. Um, I wrote that. Very provocative, I know. Um, and there's many, uh, and uh, there's many ways that this is happening. And the one, it's just because... When we look at our audience team, what we'll see is that people, how long people spend on an article, you know, they've got a nice 2,000-word news article, and you look, how long did people who clicked on this article spend here? And, like, it's considered pretty good if you can get over 10 seconds that they spend. Whereas we also have that same audience team that looks to see when people hit play on the daily, how long before they leave and it's over 80% of people go all the way to the very end. And that's 25 to 30 minutes every single day. So the amount of time they're spending consuming something called the New York Times is more and more being shifted towards audio for the listeners that we have. I mean, lots of people look at the front page of the New York Times every day. It's, I, don't know, I don't know the number, but it's huge. It's like bigger than most countries. How many people are looking at that one page on the internet every day? Um, and they're getting quick information, but that's, that's one way of it. Uh, another way of it is that uh, how we're telling stories where we're trying not to put all the information right at the front, but to have it come in later. I mean, a lot of the work that a lot of people at this conference appear to be engaged in, this idea of narrative journalism where like, you're trying to get people to stay there, not because they feel dutiful, but because they've been hooked in by the plot and they just want to know what's going to happen next and next, which is something that we try and, and put a lot of emphasis on. And the editors from different desks have uh, really been encouraging to us, especially because everyone who works at the Daily, the audio department, I was the first person they hired there. I don't know if you've noticed it, but like, I'm not very fancy, and I didn't go to fancy college, and I definitely never thought I would work at the New York Times. And like when I first got a job there, I was like, I was like, oh boy, when are they gonna find me out that uh, <laughs> they accidentally hired this guy? Um, but I think that they're, they, the Times is, is noticing the way that people are drawn towards this kinds of kind of storytelling. Um, and then one thing that we've done from the beginning of the Daily is we've, and this was in response in part to, I think, some legitimate criticisms that the media in America has been receiving, is that we oftentimes have, in the midst of our story, reporters say, I don't know. Like we ask them questions, knowing they don't know. And we want the listener to hear the humility in the reporter's voice as he says, 
where she says, I don't know. I'm trying to find out. Because it sometimes feels, especially if you turn on cable news, like journalists, reporters, they think they have to have an answer for everything, and they come off as kind of know-it-alls. But like we, the whole reason that we're doing these jobs, that we like our jobs, is because we get to go learn stuff that we don't know. And I've, we've seen success in that at The Daily, and I think we're starting to see more and more of that kind of humility and like admitting, like when possible, ways to weave that into a lot of the storytelling at The New York Times. So that's that's a beginning of an answer. But anyone else have any other question? Uh, hi, my name is uh, Mikal. I work with NRK, which is a TV and radio station in, in Norway. And I sometimes teach journalism at the University in Bergen. Uh, I have two questions. You you might actually have answered the, the, the one of the questions just now with a narrative and, and, and how we when normally when we tell news stories, we start on on... on a title and, and, and uh, the most important information. And as you told us, normally readers will stop after that. So 10 seconds, uh, 15 seconds. So I have a question about the, the narrative. Because you start in the beginning. Uh, where did you go to school? How did you find that story? Who did you meet? Uh, and, and a question of how much of that narrative can be transfer to other news uh, media, uh, other news platforms. And also, as, as an editor and, and, and a journalist, uh, you always, or sometimes, and, and most of the time, seems to have audio from the interviews that your journalists have yeah. done with the sources. Does anyone, do everyone in, in New York Times now go around uh, taking, taking uh, sound clips from their... Um, uh, sources, or, or how do you do that? How do you decide mm -hmm. which journalist should take grab audio and 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 which? Yeah. yeah. Well, Thanks. I'm going to start with the second question because it's easier. Uh, I'm lazy. Uh, now, the 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 truth is that a lot of people, you guys probably do this too. Like the ability to record audio on your smartphone and then be able to use that for research is, is great. And this microphone is like pretty good. Like it's not great and you know, I know that radio, NPR, I forget what the one, uh, the NRK, that I'm sure that the standards there are too great that the quality of this, they, they, maybe they wouldn't be into. But for something like podcasts, it's also like, like YouTube. People are in this medium, they don't care. It's almost like they like the authenticity more than they like the, 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 the crispness. You know, like a reporter will oftentimes just like have their their phone in their pocket, and you'll hear them like shmush, shmush, and they're like, oh hi. Uh. But I love that, and I think the listener loves that because it shows. It's like it's like the difference between seeing a reporter on television where they've got the makeup and they're perfect and their shirts ironed, and they're like, yes, Anderson Cooper, I was at the White House today, and it's like, is that even a real person? Like no one looks like that. Why are, like, why are they so good looking? Like, they shouldn't be so good. If journalists, we're fine looking, you know? We're not great. But there's something about that audio that's like the equivalent of like a little mustard stain from lunch on your shirt. And, and I believe that there is a growing number of people who want that. We don't want picture-perfect journalists. We want honest journalists. You know, we don't want to hear crisp audio. We want to feel like we're somewhere else. 
And you feel like you're, when you hear the helicopter above and you hear somebody asking, like, when you, when you, when you hear the, the person crinkling their paper and, and jotting down a note, you, you, it feels real. It feels like you're, you're there. And, and so we just take advantage of the fact that a lot of our reporters are already recording really shitty versions of their uh, audio already. And we do coach them in ways to make it better, you know, like put it on a little cup, aim it toward them, you know, like make sure that you turn off your notifications so it's not buzzing the whole time. Don't say, yeah, yes, mm-hmm, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the worst. That's the worst thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. And you're just trying to edit them all out. Um, and then we are, as so when the when the daily first started, we did a lot of like, like emailing people like, "Hey, do you think you have time today to maybe talk to the daily?" But as the dailies become more and more uh, successful, people will come up to us and they'll be like, "I'm about to go to Puerto Rico. I'm talking to the officials about what's going on. Like, do you want that audio?" We're like, "Yes, we do." Uh, and we'll send them with recorders sometimes. Sometimes we'll send, now that we have enough producers, we'll send producers with them. So we're doing better at coordinating as, as we grow from like a cute little thing to like actually a pretty professional audio operation. Um, I now forgot your harder question. <laughs> what was it again? That was a great quest, uh, answer. Thank you for that. Uh, the question was just how much of, of, of the way that you narrated, where did you start uh, off, how well, much you, we can uh, yeah, adopt yeah. in other medias? I don't know exactly, because um, before I did this, I was like a pastor, preacher, missionary, so I don't have a lot of other experience. I, I tried to be a writer, and I was awful at it. It's really hard. Um, and the, the blank page is a scary thing, and we are living in a world right now, like I said, where people are going to spend eight seconds on that, on that website, and it can be depressing. That being said, I think that there is a dance that happens between the, the written and the, the audio. Like it's, it's often only times because the person who's listening to the daily has already kind of heard some news about this thing, kind of, that they're like, oh, yeah, I've been hearing about this thing. Like, what's going on with this thing? It's like they're already kind of hooked because we choose stories that we hope are in some recesses of somebody's mind already. And so they know that it's in this subject that they've been hearing about. And as long as we spend a lot of time on the beginning of a story, that like we have to have plot immediately. Something interesting and plot must begin to unfurl in the banner of a subject that we hope that they've had somewhere in the periphery. And they've had that because they, you know, looked at a news article for seven seconds. Um, so I, I don't know exactly how it goes for, like, news writing. I, I do think that we may just need to cure ourselves from this illness called Twitter, uh, where people only read 180 or 240 characters and they move on to the next story. Um, when it comes to news. That being said, I think that there's, a mo there's so much amazing work being done in features. The magazine-length story is very attractive to people, and there's so much incredible magazine writing being done, and um, the, I, I think similar rules apply that once you've got plot unfolding that people, people like to read it, but yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly how they translate, but I'll come back and tell you when I figure it out. Okay, if you have a question for Lane or would like to suggest a podcast topic, please email it to writelane 
at tampabay.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-L-A-N-E at tampabay.com. And join us next week on Wednesday morning for the next podcast. This podcast was produced by Monica Herndon. Music was composed and performed by Dan DeGregory. Thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.